0: get things done faster and more efficiently. So when you think about business, think Odoo. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash snap. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash snap. For the past few weeks, Team Snap has met with people from all over the world to ask how they made it through various types of lockdowns we're proud to present our fifth installment of Letters from Lockdown. And there's probably no one better to talk about being alone than Father Picks. Father Picks, he's a Catholic priest from the Philippines, and every year he spends one to five months alone in seclusion, meditating, praying, writing. But his first experience with real solitude was not on a retreat. It happened in a place called the Dragon Room.
1: My name is Father Amado Picardal. My friends call me uh, Father Pix. I am from uh, Southern Philippines. I'm 65 uh, years old. I've been a priest for the last 39 years. In the early 1970s, I was involved in student activism. I was picked up by uh, intelligence uh, operatives. It was an interrogation room, but they call it a dragon room. You know, it's a b- b- very small space, you know, uh, just uh, two by two, you know, meters, you know, that's all. You know. It was dark, it was very cold. I couldn't even know whether it's night or day. What do I do? It's a question of what do I do with my time. First, I had to be present. Even just focusing on one's uh, breathing, you know, because the breathing keeps you calm. And then, you know, let the mind wander. Because the mind is like a monkey, you know, it, can, you know, it goes here and there. Just let it, let it be, you know. And, you know, it can be helpful sometimes if you want to escape the present where you are to go into the past. I thought about first cake, you know, also something sweet. Ice cream, especially the uh, mango ice cream, which was my favorite at that time. Think of the mountain, or think of the sea, or, you know, think of people. The people that uh, I cared for, who cared for me, you know. And of course, there was one particular girl that I was deeply in love with. Uh, Her name was Cynthia. Of course, she was very intelligent, and she was very creative. I remember that uh, she played the piano well, you know. Of course, I also played the piano. Sometimes, I would go to her house and I just played at uh, the piano. One of the pieces that I loved to play was you know, the way we were. That is the theme of the movie, you know, with Barbara Streisand and Robert Redford you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Memories like the corners of my mind.
2: The
1: Memory is very important, you know. That the mind is able to transcend space, to go beyond the present, go back to the past, and go to the future.
0: Thank you, Father Pix, and thank you, Barbara. Up next, we have Noah and Freya, who met in a refugee camp in Greece. They fell in love and wanted to start a new life together, but soon discovered things were not going to be that easy.
2: My name's Freya.
3: My name's Noah.
2: And we are an English and Syrian couple. Yeah. Stuck in Greece in our own kind of strange lockdown. Yeah. So... I met Noah on a refugee camp while I was volunteering uh, in Athens. We met in a library on the refugee camp.
3: We made a conversation. I, I I forget the topic.
2: We've now been waiting about 15 months for documents that will allow us to get married. Every time we, we get a new document that we're told will help us, uh, we're then told... Actually, you need to wait for another document. Uh, once we get married, we should be able to apply for a spouse visa to get to the UK and have a real life together as a real couple. Until then, we're just stuck in Greece in a kind of lockdown. We can't leave the borders. We can't plan for any kind of future. We have no friends here, no family.
3: I arrived to Greece 2017, and I spent two years in the camp before I met the Freya. Like, my experience in the camp was uh, really not uh, not good at all. Just, I don't have, like, I couldn't find a job. We don't have a schedule, uh, we don't have, uh, like, now I can it's not life, you know? I have no friends, I have no family there, no community, actually. Super lonely. Like, I spent three years and a half here just uh, in Greece, like I can't work, I, cannot, I have no rights basically. I can do anything.
2: Since the global pandemic, our lives have actually got strangely a bit easier because even though our situation is exactly the same, actually worse because now all the asylum services have shut. But there's a few reasons why it's easier. One is uh, we're not waiting for every Friday anymore. Friday used to be the day when we would wait for these travel documents. It would always be the day that we're disappointed. So we've been given a break from the wait.
3: Uh, same before pandemic and now, it may be easier because I don't wait every Friday to see my numbers. So I don't uh, feel stress. It's uh, really easy and uh, we're more happy actually.
2: We felt really alone before, really isolated, like we're missing out on life. Actually, now we're not missing out on life because life has stopped. So um, this is actually, um, I think, really good advice to create small challenges that you can achieve in your lockdown that will give you a sense of, of pride in yourself. Like, especially for us, we can say, like, we can't achieve any of the big plans we have right now in our life. We can't even get married. I have lots of plans for my business and he wanted to be a journalist. These are big achievements that we can't do, but we can create small challenges in the day and to feel proud of yourself and actively like, tell yourself, well done.
3: As example, yesterday uh, we wrote a poem. So I managed to learn it by heart memorize it, uh, it was difficult for me but I did it, so I was present and I enjoy it when I posted and saw so many views.
2: <laughs> yeah, for Noah, when he was in Syria before the war, he used to do this all the time with Arabic poetry and texts and he thought his mind is like broken from this experience. Like, 10
3: years, like ten the last years. time I read something, 10 years. He yeah.
2: can't focus and he thought it's impossible for me now.
3: I'm worthy of the honor of being called a refugee. Don't you see that this title is a burden for me? And yet you make me wait and beg and plead for the pathetic rewards of a useless ID. I will... <laughs> see that's uh, make me feel confident and really happy. Like I did something, a small achievement. And uh, make me feel like uh, really proud of myself.
0: <laughs> Head over to our website, snapjudgment.org, for a link to Noah's Facebook page where you can watch him recite that poem. Our next piece of advice is from a woman who wanted to take a nice long soak and she got way more than she bargained for.
4: I'm Allison Gibson. I'm 55 years old, and I live in Chesney, Michigan. I used to work at Walmart. This one night, I was feeling tired and restless and decided to take a nice hot bath, so I ran myself one. I got comfortable and uh, relaxed for a while. washed myself. And then, (laughs) well, I went to get out, and I couldn't reach the metal safety bar. There's a metal safety bar on the side of the tub. The bar I usually grab to hold on to, to get myself up, couldn't reach it. And I couldn't get up on my knees because they're not in good shape. They just really hurt all the time and I can't put a lot of pressure on them. So I couldn't get on my hands and knees to get to it and get out. I tried the window sill. I tried climbing over the side of the bathtub. That didn't work either. Almost gave my bathroom a flood. And my phone was charging out in the living room, so I couldn't use that. I just resigned myself to the fact that I was going to be there for a while. I didn't have my bathroom light on because when I started it, it was still light outside and I didn't turn the light on. So, of course, when it got dark outside, it got dark inside, too. A couple hours after that, I went to sleep. And the next day came and I just started everything all over again, trying to come up with ideas of how to get out. Well, I, I live alone. It's just me and my, my cats here. They're we on the outside of the bathroom door, meowing their heads off, wanting to come in. During the day, when I got thirsty, I took a drink out of the cold water. And when I got cold, I turned the hot water on, pouring the water up. I ended up having to go to the bathroom a couple times, and I just held it. If I went to the bathroom when I was in the water,
1: <laughs>
4: I'd be sitting in it. I guess I could have died from hunger, but the thought never crossed my mind. I just tried to keep myself calm. One of the things I found that helped was I tried to take naps. wasn't going to do any good being upset because it would just add to the, the problem. So I just leaned back and closed my eyes and took a nap. Basically, it gave me a way just to relax for a minute and just alleviate the stress and the tension and stuff. Kind of get myself organized and my head cleared. Okay, I'm stuck. Someone's going to have to look in on me sometime. It was probably about three or four days. And... Uh, The mailman was worried about why my mail was still in my mailbox. So I went across the street to my neighbors and asked where I was. She came over and started checking around the house for me. She was hollering. I just yelled back. I said, I'm stuck in my bathtub. I can't get out. Well, the next day, the police came and got me out. God bless the mailman. (laughs) The total amount of time I was stuck in the tub was five days. My fingers were all crinkled up and my toes were all crinkled up. I I, I look like prune. I was very well relaxed. (laughs) But I was excited to get out. I tend to take a lot more showers now. Well, I didn't think I'd be stuck again like I was, but with this quarantine stuff going on, I am stuck in my house. I'm trying to make the best of it, do what I can as I can. It'll come to an end. Somebody'll get us out. <laughs> my advice for people that are stuck in quarantine is, um, it's good to take naps. If you got time to do it, take a couple naps, cat naps during the day. It gives you a chance to just forget about things for a while if you can and just you know, refresh yourself so that you're not so tensed up all the time. Don't feel guilty. Do it. <laughs> you can only help.
0: You heard her. Take a snooze, kick back, but do me a favor first. Check in on your neighbors, your friends, your family who are living alone. They might need your help. Now, for, for a final story. We talked to a visual artist who grew up in Jerusalem and traveled to Libya 10 years ago to photograph synagogues and Jewish graveyards. Rafram says he had permission from the Libyan government and the police, but on the last day of his visit, Rafram was kidnapped.
5: My name is Rafram Haddad, I'm 43. I was kidnapped from my hotel room by the secret police. I was uh, interrogated and tortured in a facility inside Tripoli. And after 20 days, I was moved to a a prison called Abu Salim. Usually Abu Salim prison is one way in. I mean, you don't go out just, it's not about like how much time you just put people there and you execute them in some time. And it's a notorious prison close to Tripoli. And there I was held in a solitary confinement for five months. It was a small room of around two meters square uh, without toilet, I mean toilet where I did in the corner and um, no exits, nothing, um, just like that for five months without knowing when it's gonna end. I started to divide my day to many, many parts Basically, I had time before breakfast, after breakfast. I had time before the first uh, call for prayer of the mosque and after. Parts were about my my practice in visual arts, about dreams, about where I could be and what kind of profession. It was just sitting down and everything runs into my head. Putting one leg up or putting two legs or trying to, standing on my head, closing my eyes, opening one eye. I thought I want to open like a small cafe, have a different name, and I was thinking about which coffee I will serve and to my friends who come, and what kind of books and what kind of hidden corners in the shop, and I would go like very very detailed, and I, I would have like maybe I think around 20 20 identities I would invent there. It, it just gave me time to do so many uh, inventory of stuff and what gonna wear, what gonna everything. I ended up every day in the night super tired and exhausted from the busy day, which I, I didn't even move a, a, an inch. It's a bit hard to compare, but um, I mean, because now in the lockdown here, we have so many noises. I mean, of course, music, video, uh, Netflix, every streaming media, we can talk. I mean, it's very, very different from a, a lock, complete lockdown. But it is like about all the ideas in the frame is about adapting. And uh, I think we should be able to adapt to bad things as we adapt to good things. This is like very important. For people who are at home and working from home, I think it's also it's an it's opportunity to to see things differently from what they're going to see all their life. Basically, I was six months in a place and I did nothing. Uh, but. This nothing that I did was uh, extremely important to me and to the way I think, and it gave me the chance to talk to myself, which is something is very rare for everyone today in the world to talk to ourselves. Um, maybe in these days we can adopt something like um, a routine, an everyday routine of nothing. We can call it nothing, but it's very, very not nothing. It can be like an hour a day or two hours a day, once in the morning, once in the evening, that we just sit down without any electrical noise, without phones, without anything, and just. You can call it meditation, or you can call it just to be and to think about our life in 10 years, what we want to do, what's our dreams.
0: Dream on, snappers, and dream big. Afram now lives in Tunis, where he's born and works as an artist and food researcher. He usually posts pictures of his culinary adventures on Instagram, but now he's currently on a social media break for 170 days to mark 10 years since he spent 170 days in prison. Freedom is priceless, and real freedom is happening inside us, he wrote to us in his last post. This installment of Letters from Lockdown was produced by Naomi Zevaloff, Shana Sheely, Liz Mack, Anna Sussman, and John Fasil. Support for Snap Judgment comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is the only software your business will ever need. Featuring a suite of integrated business applications, Odoo connects your business operations together so you can get more done, in less time. Odoo has apps for everything. CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, marketing, manufacturing, you name it. Odoo's got it. To learn more, visit odoo.com snap. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash snap.